lot of you probably don't know this, but I used to be a massive Drake fan. Massive. I'm still a fan of Drake, but like stan culture almost. Dude was making some really incredible music to me. And um, I, I just loved how at the time he appeared so honest and forthright, you know, emotionally. I didn't always enjoy it, but when he hit, you know, it always felt that much harder because I knew he was being honest. I believe my first exposure to Drake was sometime in early middle school. Um, my friend whose uncle lived in Houston sent him uh, uh, an email with a batch of new songs and he played them for me. And amongst those was a couple Drake cuts. And I'm like, yo, who is this? This is before the Drake hype train had popped like that. So I kind of felt like I got to watch him grow a little bit. I wasn't there obviously from the beginning, like most people weren't, but uh, just kind of seeing that progression from Oh, we kind of know him and he's cool and he's with, you know, Baby in them. He's with Wayne, kind of melodic. He's kind of rappy here, but he's not too conscious. Like he's tolerable. He can spit a little bit, but he's not boring. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to thread that needle. At the same time, he made cuts that even girls like to listen to. So it was a win-win. So you didn't have to change the playlist because he came on. Throughout the years, Drake has released album after album after album. And most of them have been duds to me. Some have had some really great moments but for the most part as 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 projects they haven't really stood the test of time outside of if you're reading this is too late a mixtape with the run and promotion of an album a tour massive radio play tons of media exposure and attention this ain't no mixtape all right even though it is it ain't but even this one of the strongest moments in drake's discography isn't perfect as much as people love take care it's not a classic to me i think what people refer to when they say that take care is a classic is the intro that Drake had to the world of rap in that year. Because that to me is a classic moment, but I don't think it's a classic record. Coming from a guy that used to call it a classic. Drake easily has one of his best albums amongst everything in his discography, but it's far too self-involved to be interesting enough for its duration. But I compiled a list of what my favorites have been over the years. I'm gonna tell you what these things did for me over the course of their runtime, over the course of their release, what I believe to be the perfect Drake album. In this album, in this story, Drake is an artist who wants to be extremely successful, but as a rapper. He already had massive success with Degrassi, but he doesn't want to be promoted in that way. He doesn't want to be marketed as a child actor turned rapper. He doesn't want to be that, right? Because it's too easy, it's not interesting, no one's gonna resonate with that as often or as much. So he probably wanted to discard that from his life altogether. Yeah. Oh shit, my bad. There's so many different versions of this song that came out. There was a version with Wayne, there was a version without Wayne, there was a version that was longer, extended, there was a version that was shorter. The version I would say is one of the most popular of them all was the Trey songs and Drake cut that was the shortened version. This is a version of Drake that's bright-eyed, one that's looking forward to his future, one that just wants the recognition, the money, the cars, the success, the fame, he wants the lifestyle. He didn't grow up in a bad neighborhood, so he's not rapping about trying to get away from certain gangs and trying to get away from his oppressors. He wants the big man, he wanna be rich. And this was back when Trey Songz killed everything that he was a part of. Trey Songz had a year, two, three years plus with just zero misses. A lot of y'all that don't remember Glaze and Shorty Biscuits 
listening to All We Do in, in, in slow motion in 2014. A lot of you don't remember that. Please come right back here. The young spitter to everybody in rap fear. It's not true though, because at the time, no one, no one feared Drake. That storyline changes. Well, Drake lives off the success of successful it becomes one of his biggest hits of all time he he enters the game with that single it comes out strong people are loving him they acknowledge him they recognize him so obviously people want him around they want him to perform at shows they want him to out the out to the club so he takes an invitation from some promoter and he says yeah sure i'll, I'll attend this club and that's when we get to the next track find your love now i hate find your love right i hate this track because of the way it makes Drake look. Drake, I hated the way he talked to women because it was around 15 or 16 years old when I began to hit my stride with learning how to talk to females. And I found the best approach or the best way to do so was to just be transparent. I know it sounds crazy, but you grow to a point where you understand that women have decided what they wanna to do to you before anything else. You can say anything after a certain point and it just doesn't matter. So this thing that Drake was entering these encounters with when it came to women was just awkward for me because it seemed like a, a script or a plan every single encounter with a woman that he was trying to have. It seemed like he had that confidence within himself to just speak from, from the heart, speak from his mind. So track two is all about Drake in a club finding a shorty that he's like, oh my God, this, this chick is the one for me. And he's trying to spend the rest of the night wooing her and telling her sweet nothing so she'll eventually go home with him. If you've seen the music video for Find Your Love, you know where that gets you. Still though, this is early Drake. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He's in a club. He's, 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 he's like a walking emotional lick. But the reason I still put Find Your Love on here is because like this where i'm like okay that's kanye all day if you ask me why i say i'm not a huge fan of 808s but still acknowledge it as a classic it's because it created some of my some of my favorite moments like that regardless though we fast forward drake ultimately ends up getting nothing out of this woman that he's trying to woo in the club with find your love so he reverts he, he delves back into himself because he's already having struggles with a girl that he was talking to before any of this came about before he became any type of successful he was already struggling with shorty what does he do he traverses through the club he's getting high getting drunk and then boom he's in the bathroom and he makes the fatal mistake of looking at his phone going through his contacts and finding this girl's name and he calls her and you know what happens next marvin's room Fuck that nigga that you love so bad saying you can do better tell me have you heard that lately see how in the middle of this she she like interrupts him and says are you drunk right now like yeah i would never call you sober see this was a version of drake that i couldn't really identify with because i don't drink you know I don't, you know, don't no poison in this, in this, in this body. You're a temple, all right? You're a temple. Water game. So when people used to walk up to me and they talk about the night they have, or they call me and say, oh man, I got fucked up. It's like, I can't relate, but I know the feeling, you know, you just like, let me just mess something up, man. Let me just find someone that I think has completely gotten over me and just like, Plant a little seed. In my head, what happens is Drake has a friend that pulls him out of the bathroom and says, quit being a bitch, nigga. And uh, he, he kicks him out of the club. He's like, yo, you need to go home. You need to fix this. You need to sort some stuff out. You got a brand new single that just dropped. You have a ton of success. You need to tighten up because where you're going, a lot of these people that you're talking to won't be coming with you, okay? He explains that to him. Drake goes back to the studio. Again, I've already described everything that I'm talking about as some type of creep-ass fan fiction from like years ago. But in my 
mind it's okay because I'm using it for a good service. I'm using it for a good cause so we can have a cohesive, very beautifully sequenced album, okay? I'm not doing it because I just think about Drake. Though Drake's sitting down in the studio and he remembers the Find Your Love song, Kanye sent him a bunch of beats, right? He didn't just send him one. He's like, yo, let me send you this one. Let me send you this one. He remembers a song from Kanye. He's like, yo, I need to do a rendition of that. I need to get some things off my chest, not just emotionally, but just in general. I didn't come into the rap game to be people's protege my entire career. I didn't come into the rap game to only pay homage to people. I thought they said it was gonna be some good time traveling up to the top, but it's not. I feel alone. So we get to the next track. Say was real. Yo, was in character as if they acting out a movie role. I park about five houses down. She say I shouldn't have it until I have the crown. But I don't want to feel the need to wear disguises around. His mom during this is trying to tell him to be humble and, and pay homage the whole time. But Drake's feeling like, you know what, man? That's not how I want my career to go. I don't want my career to be based off of dick riding these old niggas i don't want that if you hadn't noticed i'm trying to be above them i'm not trying to live at their doorstep or at their doormat every step of the way and you can without a doubt guarantee there were a couple of these rappers that were upset at drake's success at the time drake is thinking big in in a, in a small city i'm not saying toronto is small but if, if, if you're thinking about it the way he's thinking about it and the way I think he's thinking about it, he's thinking, I need to get out of this area because too many people know me. Too many people have already boxed me in. I need to broaden my horizon and then come back when they change the perspective of me. So the next track uh, is going to be Drake kind of saying goodbye to Toronto and, and, and going to the States and, and doing his own thing in a different space, in a different setting, in a different area with a different energy. Before he goes, he embraces the pettiness within him and he leaves one last message to his exes, telling him what he did for him. Drake is still hype off the success of Successful. That's a big hit for him right now. And some of the girls that he was talking to at the time are reconsidering their decision. Regret got shit on what you're feeling now. Magazine like me. I know that you gon' hear this, I'm the man. Yeah, I said it. Bitch, I'm the man. Yeah, that's me. The way you sucking on my dick, bitch, I taught you that shit. Um, Drake, man, he, he, he went off on this track. I really wish the track would have ended after around the first minute or so because the harmony that he hit, the vocals that he hit in the beginning were, were, were the entire track for me. To edit that out and then cut the rest out and just leave that first like minute and a half in there, I'm great. I've been teaching you how to be sexy. I've been teaching you how to articulate. I know this sounds incredibly condescending, but they don't realize it. They don't realize how big of an impact Drake has had on them. They don't realize it. I'm sure there are gonna be women out there that can cooperate that story and say men have changed and they've been influenced by the decisions that were made by the women in their lives. But I can only speak from my perspective, from my male perspective, and say that you can see the tendencies and, and the thinking patterns and the emotional transitions in a woman that has taken a strong liking to you and that has been influenced by you. The diabolical power to have, I've been told is pretty demonic. But Drake being as petty as he is, embraces that feeling within himself and says, I'm gonna leave them with a message before I go. The next track, Drake goes and he's in LA. Let's say he's in LA. He's in some big city in the US, right? So he hits a slightly different stride, a slightly different confidence, a slightly different energy with this new track that becomes his next biggest hit, Wu-Tang Forever. I, this isn't a perfect word, but this is what I'm about to say. What I'm about to say, pay very close attention to. This is when Drake begins to blur the line between whether or not he's talking about a relationship and whether or not he's talking about the rap game. Once he gets to a certain point, there are people that have written him off completely by this point in his career 
as a simp, as a dude that's too sensitive. Oh, you're being emotionally transparent? Ugh, get the fuck away from me. You're supposed to be a rapper. You're not supposed to be human. But nobody's picking up on the fact that Drake is talking about the rap game in some of these cuts and not an actual relationship. We used to be friends, girl, and even back then you would look at me with no hesitation and you tell me, baby, it's yours. I remember the first time I listened to the song and people were calling me up and talking to me about like, oh, you listen to that new Drake album or whatnot? Yo, he getting real emotional and sad. People really thought that this track was solely about a woman. And I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? Like, he's clearly talking to these rappers. He's clearly talking to the rap game. The rap game is his bitch. All these dudes are trying to play and downplay Drake's talent and his abilities right now. He's constantly climbing the charts, breaking into people's hearts. He made this cut because it's a little bit darker. It's a little bit more nocturnal. It's a little bit more aggressive. No, we only fucking out of spite because your man down. Treat you right. I know they don't do you right, but I'm going to do you right. The rush when you see your enemy somewhere in a club and you realize he's just not in a position to reciprocate your energy. You ain't never worried because he's not who he pretends to be. It's petty, man. It's, it's the little petty games. I know this stuff really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of everything, but you got to hit a certain stride with your walk when you see someone that you know doesn't like you and they envious as fuck but they will never approach you on the energy that they have somewhere else when you're not around you know they won't do it you just gotta look at them up and down real quick with a quick little smirk and a little squint like yeah you bitch ass only thing i never liked about this track was the lack of awareness that drake had because he doesn't realize how far jealousy can actually go even a bitch with no heart can pull the trigger if his reputation's on the line drake is making this track to the city to everyone that's memeing him, talking about how soft he is, talking about the rappers that everyone holds so near and dear. Tang Forever is still a track that Drake feels is harder, but it's not hard enough. You know, people are still listening to this track, assuming that he's talking about some woman, throwing sappy lyrics into a uh, into a song that seems kind of hard. So people start to come around to Drake slightly and they're looking at it like, oh, I like this song, but it's still a little too soft for me. Which is weird because one complaint I've always had about people that complain about Drake's lyrics being too soft generally comes from people that aren't hard at all. So like, what is this request for a certain lifestyle of rap music for? You know, it's like those people that only listen to gangster rap, like, and you know nobody that's gangster. Like, you, you've you never lived in an environment that's dangerous, that has any kind of ramifications of just leaving the house. You've never lived in an environment like that, but you only listen to music like that. That's just been weird to me. I'm not saying you can't listen to what you want to listen to and find whatever you want to find entertaining, but someone who's never been about that saying that someone should be about that in rap music is just weird to me. Personally, I found the Drake, you know, that was open and honest with his emotions quite refreshing. You know, I found it refreshing about Kanye when, you know, he came out and he was super popular amongst the bling era. But Drake takes heed to this and he's like, you know what, man? I think I'm just tired of niggas playing with my name. I'm just, I'm tired of people acting like I won't go there in music. I'm tired of them acting like I'm not a rapper. I'm tired of them trying to count me out. Six God. One of my favorite tracks all time from Drake because he has the energy of a dude that knows he can't be stopped. Hey, coming through stunting on niggas that I know. Ah, that's the worst, boy. Worst. Like every single other thing in my life. You can have it when I'm finished. See, people were calling Drake out for doing some of these things like simping, like prioritizing women from time to time, but they were doing the exact same thing, requesting Drake deliver a lifestyle that they don't even know themselves. It was a toxic time. It really was. I loved the way Drake talked in this song. He talked like legitimately just... You ever just spoke and not thought about what you said before you said it? You just spoke and it just felt like it was just from the heart. It felt like everything that you were saying was just straight off the dome. It, it felt like it was just straight 
to the point you know no no trying to hate not no trying to hold anyone's hand no trying so hard to articulate your points or try to get your thoughts out in a in a way that was um palatable a way that was appropriate deemed acceptable it seemed like here drake didn't care about being accepted drake made his mark and said i'm here he didn't care about being accepted anymore it felt like he would later confirm this stamp by releasing his next track tuscan leather i think this is drake's best intro period drake was like a few steps away from being meek mill level intro here he just a, a few a few notches away i forgot who he's sampling and reversing here i think it was whitney it's the reason for niggas is hate when i want that always let their mouth run bitch players talking like starters i hate it started from the bottom now we here nigga we made it that's the only started from the bottom i needed off of nothing was the same that's the only one i didn't need a whole track about it drake i was like this is what like solidified drake as being confident in himself like this was the moment where people felt like their opinions of Drake didn't matter to Drake anymore you know what I mean some people don't bother giving their thoughts on a person when they know the person is no longer affected by it some people are diabolical and generally mean-spirited like that that they want to say something about people because they know this person is in a state of mind where they care that deeply about what this person is saying about them but Drake let it be known at this point I'm at a different level I've accepted my skill I've accepted what I have to offer regardless of how you feel about me I'm here I don't really care where you at. In doing something like this though, Drake opens himself up to new relationships, to new people. He gets closer with Kanye. He gets closer with Pusha T. He gets closer with Meek. He gets closer with a bunch of other rappers. He gets closer with a bunch of the industry. And he starts to notice a pattern. He starts to notice that people aren't necessarily the same way in private as they are in public whilst everyone is calling drake soft and they're saying that he's not really about this life and they're saying that he shouldn't be in the rap game he's being himself he's being authentic to himself he's being real to himself he's being true to who he is as true as we know drake to be and so he sees that he's being dissed in other people's songs he's seeing that people are still memeing him he's seeing that people are still you know saying what they say and even though he doesn't care at this point he's decided you know what if i'm not about to take it from these fans or from these people that really have no influence why would I fake it and take it from y'all? Imagine that this is the exact same time that he gets dissed by Kid Cudi. Now, Kid Cudi did have a breakdown and he lashed out on Twitter at a bunch of other people, at Kanye, at Drake. And Drake just feels offended at this point. Drake is, is, is tired of being the punching bag. He's tired of being mentioned. He's tired of having his name thrown out there. He's just tired. The next track that comes up is Two Birds, One Stone. I need to start losing my shit on you niggas and say Drake is, is like accepting his emotions finally. He's, he's, he's accepting that, you know, I don't have to feel like I have to protect you. I don't have to feel like I need to, to keep you. I don't need to be in your good graces because clearly you don't, you know, clearly you don't consider me. You don't think I'm an asset. You don't consider me a friend. You don't consider me an acquaintance. Why would I sit up here and be cordial with you people you know i know at the end of the day most people are saying you know what it's just the money do it you're you're a rapper you're an adult you're a performer got to do what you got to do but drake you know if you if you are and i got to give him credit for that man if you feel like you're too if you feel like you can't separate something like yourself from the music i would assume it'd be hard for you to sit up here and be cordial and and deal with and talk to people on a regular basis that you know are doing dirt or you know are they're, they're not being genuine with themselves when you're trying to do that as much as you can again i'm not gonna call drake the realest dude out there i'm sure there are people out there that stick to their guns much more but i'm not gonna accuse him of being fake when 
I don't really have anything to say that's fake about him at, at this point. But he's tired of holding these grudges. He's tired of protecting people. See what I'm saying? Then all of a sudden the most ironic thing in the world happened. People accused the most sensitive rapper they claimed of doing the most insensitive thing, which is saying what he said about Cuddy near the end of the track. All of a sudden, with one line, Drake went from being the softest rapper out to being a rapper that went too far for defending himself against an attack he knew nothing about. The spirit of hip hop, we've had 10, 30, 40, 50, 100 times worse things that have been said about people that have done less than Cuddy did. But now Drake's going too far? So he feels betrayed by the reaction, by the response that some of the people gave him. He feels like, yo, what the fuck? These people can say whatever they want and I can't say nothing? So Drake is no longer feeling the rap game. You know, he's been in it for a little bit. He's learned people. He, he learns how much of how much of it's lies. He learns how much of it is fake, how much of it isn't real, how much of it isn't true, how one dimensional some of it can be, how people so easily overlook some blatant flaws within it and then go right to his like, like one so much worse than the other. You really got your priorities mixed up if you say that there's something wrong with Drake being too soft with his lyrics, but there's there's this like this is this, there's this amazing thing that you get from Pusha T, who's literally promoted and talked about his drug lifestyle. And you can convince yourself as much as you want to believe that he's just talking about his experiences and that he's not glamorizing it in any way. But he most definitely is. And that's okay, you know? Cause I love Pusha T. I'm not about to say I don't like listening to that. But I'm not gonna pretend that's that's like, oh my God, there's nothing wrong with that. This is what will ultimately begin the, the, the feud and the conflict between even Kanye and the Drake because Drake just went at two of the people on Kanye's label, Cuddy and Pusha T. People were already speculating whether Drake and Big Sean were going back and forth. And Kanye had already revealed at that point that he did an entire album to make sure Drake didn't come up. Like, what type of shit is that? That's weird old behavior 100% to me. All this is flooding Drake's mind and he is not happy. So rather than stay and try to make himself go crazy thinking about it longer than he needs to, he, he goes back home, he goes back to the six. And he realizes everything that he doesn't have. He left to gain this lifestyle and he realized when he got there, so much of it wasn't real. So he goes back home. And the track that he goes back home with is keep keep the family close. You can't even figure out what's going on with you. You judge me for you mad me, yeah, figures. Listen, you get this is a multiple choice question. You get you get two you get two choices. You think Drake's talking about, you think Drake's talking about an old fling. No. What did I say before? He's talking about the rap game again. He had a horrible relationship with rap when he went there. He broke it off. This is his last voicemail to the rap game. Now he's back in Toronto. I don't know what's going on out here in LA. It's crazy. I need to be with my dad out in Tennessee. I need to be back home. I guess I should have kept my family closer. I don't have any friends out here. What does he say? Even when his business with you is personal again? Like he isn't allowed to separate his emotions from the game because he loves it in himself so much, he can't make it a business. You judge me for you met me, yeah, figures. When he first came out, no one probably saw his face. They heard his voice and was like, nah, get that off the radio. Get that off my ride. Rap chose its side the day I got ridiculed for saying what I said and defending myself. You chose your side, but you didn't ride with me. I didn't realize at the time while I was making it, it's leading Drake into wanting to be in a relationship with rap music and he falls out of love with it like that's what i figured this album would be 
Drake falling in love with rap, becoming so infatuated with it, and people not realizing his relationship and infatuation and obsession with it, and then eventual argument and doomsday with. I've been trying to figure out so long, for so long, what Drake's motivation has been. And I feel like it's never been the women that he talks about in his music. Every every time I feel like Drake is talking about a woman, I feel like he's also talking about rap. Drake feels like he didn't get anything out of the relationship. He feels like he 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 feels just as lost as when he came into it. He's obviously more confident now, but he feels like he didn't leave with much. So he goes back home. He's here now. And and again, with with the thing that I love so much about Keep the Family Close is it's it's so large and cinematic it's so cold and windy and and somber and lonesome so isolated but but so large at the same time i love it i love the sound of this track only good thing i think was off of views to be honest so he goes home the first person he checks up on his mama you and the six is probably one of my favorite tracks off of uh you know if you're reading this too late primarily because of the way Drake has to explain everything that his mom's probably been seeing about him in the headlines over the last couple months. She feels like she may not know him the exact same. She also feels like she kind of knows what's best for him, but he does, but she doesn't realize, like I said, how much he's been looking out for her. While he's back home, he realizes that he kind of needs to stay close to his mom. He kind of wants to stay nearby, you know, because he doesn't know what could happen at any time, and he feels like, why well, devote my life and, 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 and my time to these people who are fake and don't really care about me when I should have been keeping my family close. I should have been keeping them close the whole time. On the track, You and the Six, he talks very briefly about how his mom wanted to hook him up with his yoga, her yoga instructor, I believe, which reminds Drake of the flame that he had while he was, you know, in, in Toronto. And so he goes back, and he's like, yo, I need to see her again. LA hoes wasn't worth it, you know? The people down there, they were all fake. They wanted one thing, neither wanted my money, my attention, my fame, something crazy. But you was always real with me. And he realizes that when he, once he comes back. Next track we get is obviously one of the best cuts that Drake has ever made, Jungle. I stole my sister's car so many times. I remember when she finally uh, when I was finally found out, <laughs> she woke up. I, th I don't remember who called me. I don't know if it was my mom or if my sister that called me. They're like, "Yo, where's my car?" Drake has a line in here where he says, "I I go out I go out in somebody else's car, drive there undercover." Like that hit me so hard because that's exactly what would be going on. She from the jungle. He's not saying that she's unattractive. She's he's just saying that she's public. People people know him. The jungle is is the place. That isn't where he's been. That's not where he resides. I'm all over the place. I can't sit in one place. I'm not ashamed at all. When you start going out a little bit, it's like you're, you're a homebody. You like being at home, but at the same time, it's like, now I can't really sit still. So y'all can imagine how hard this quarantine is hitting me right now. I love you through everything. I done did everything to her. She forgave me for everything. Take somebody else's car. Try to undercover. This shit is everything to me. I hated doing that. That that's a that's a cringy part of my life that I wish I could kind of take back. The parts where you're clearly so I won't say in love, but you're you're clearly so with this one person and you never really like acknowledge it. 
and you just like do your own thing so like you make them feel unnecessary but at the same time you just like you know you need them but you don't show it you don't really act like it i love you but like i don't want this but i want you let me do whatever i want to do and still you know be with you big brain so drake on this track is basically expressing his love for this woman and, and saying you know hey you know this is about an actual woman i feel like and uh you know saying how much he cares for her and i know he doesn't really show it like that but you know i love you i still need you i need you around all right i left all that other bs in the past it's just you and me now it's you it's me this thing that's important you know it's my mom it's the six it's where i'm from it's my city this is all that matters right now so you know how earlier and this is a little prolific i like how i sequenced this this actually sounds kind of good you know how on shot for me drake was leaving that like petty voicemail to his actual exes this is going to be the voicemail to the rap game listen to what he says in my he realizes that people have been using him while he's been in the position that he's in he realizes that people kind of used him for material used him for his image used him for his fame tried to market him however they decided to he back with his dog chubbs he back with his dogs from 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 the six right now like he he knows who really loves him all right because he's a about us so i'm with her even when i'm here what i want to say is like the danger to my health when i first heard this track again i immediately correlated to his experience with rap music he'll probably come around soon as he settled down that's the motion it's like people will give him his credit when he stops at least his pride is intact he said no strings attached but he still got tied up in that i know i know it's about a woman but it's about the rap game everything that he writes is either for it or about it so he's with it even when he's without it if he keeps going like this it's a danger to his health try being with something that wants to be something else he always thought it was perfect when when it was being itself authenticity when it wasn't lying when it wasn't posturing when it was when it was being true again it correlates his experience in in the rap world because he just left the fakest place in the world he just said out here in la i don't know what's going on i'll keep the family close he just said that now that drake has left his breakup voicemail to the rap game he decides to you know look around at everything that his accomplishments have given him and keep in mind over the course of this entire album he's released lucy's that were really successful outside the context of this record so don't think that i'm forgetting about uh the in my feelings the zero to 100 know yourselves the seven the six uh, seven the six mans his contributions to work and, and rico and, and believe me with wayne he's done all that still but outside of the context of this album because it just doesn't fit here for me next track is drake sitting super somber in his mansion like is there more too many Walt disney characters mouses and ghosts i mean you know i love a challenge but challenge by who drake is just in in his house reminiscing and reminding himself about everything that he needed to accomplish he he made his goal like i think drake in 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 his fan base still for a time thought that there was something left that he had to prove and drake remembered this was my dream i wanted I wanted to make the rap game my bitch. That's what I wanted to do. And I did it. So a talented crew, but even if you take all their statistics and carry the two, even if you rounded up the numbers and rounded the troops, there's still nothing they can really do. I'm out of the deal. I did it. I can sit back now. I'm in a league of my own. Whether you like Drake or not, okay, as a rapper, he is a league, he's in a league of his own right now. 
he is. Even if my peers are way more talented, even if there's so much out here for people to listen to, there's still nothing they can really do. Drake looked at the rap game as the most attractive female he's ever seen and decided to, to get with it. Had his time, found it didn't work out, and left. By this point, people are still listening to Drake and they're still saying they feel him. They are still saying they understand where he's coming from. They're still saying, I know exactly what you're talking about. Even rappers in the game that have heard this track, Is There More? They're like, yo, I know how you feel. He's like, nah, you, you don't feel me. You don't feel me. He's looking at everybody else in rap like, there's no way you can feel me. It's gonna be a while for you feel me. All Drake wanted was the lifestyle. He wanted the success. He wanted the recognition. He wanted the rap game to be up under his arm. And he finally got it and realized there's more that comes with it. But the more that came with it isn't the more that he expected. He expected something like more happiness, more 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 life. That's what he expected. So when you ask on the track, is there more? I feel like he's still talking to rappers in the rap game. What else is there to this to you? What else is there? Because he's thinking to himself right now, I got my mom, I got my girl, I got my money. I got my home. I got my friends that were that came up with me. I got my family. What else do I need? Only at this point when Drake looks at everybody else around him and he's like, you're still trying to get that. So there's no way you can feel me. So the last track on this album to close it out has to be The Ride. I chose this track specifically to end it out because Drake is finally expressing everything that he did to come this far releasing some slight little game for people to follow up on so they don't make the same mistakes. And he's also introducing The Weeknd, a collaboration with him and The Weeknd. For a long time, I thought this was a sample on this track because The Weeknd legitimately was singing like a beautiful woman, but I came to find out years later, yo, that was The Weeknd singing the entire time. Ends it with another very talented Toronto artist. As a final middle finger to the States, and a middle finger to everyone that thought he forgot about the city he came from. Till everybody say they love you, but it's not love. Weekend's voice is the perfect backdrop for this track as he rides through the city one last time to look at the impact that he's had long term. And he, he's laughing at the th at the thought that people can understand him. He's laughing at the feeling that people actually feel where he's coming from. That's how I would end that. I think that's the perfect ending to what I feel would be Drake's perfect album. I, I really do. Uh, that's just me, you know? You can feel how you want to feel about it. Obviously, you can feel like Drake could have been here. The song could have been here. That song could have been there. But I, I, when I was listening to this, I'm like, yo, this is sequenced so great to me. I don't know why. It's just so, it's so great from start to finish. This would be his best work for me for me personally. But definitely feel free to leave your comments in the comment section down below. Let me know what you feel your favorite Drake album would be. No, I didn't include anything from Future and, and, and Drake off their mixtape because I was, you know, like I said, I was underwhelmed by that project. I did have some hitters on there though. There were some good songs, but I mean, everything here I feel like outshines anything else really that Drake has done. I think these to me illustrate some of his greatest moments just in his old discography personally. But that's how I feel about it. Um, Y'all can add whatever you want, but this my perfect Drake album, my perfect Drake album, and uh, yeah, thank you for watching. I'll see you in the next one. Y'all, let me know how you feel, and uh, yeah, bye. See you. You feel me? Take care.